Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Chalban Shir, the weekly Chalban Shir. Friday mornings, if you're here, it's for the recording. If you're here in RBS, it's the best Chalban Shir in town. Yeah. And the only one. <laughs> okay. Uh, last week, we're going to do a little bit of recap to, as a runner, and then we'll, we'll jump right in to this week. Last week, we began speaking about uh, or continuing on the theme of Gullus and Geula. We spoke about, we saw last week how this is synonymous with mochen the godless and mochen the kantness, good moods, bad moods, high levels of consciousness, low levels of consciousness. And we left off specifically talking about how when we got sent to Gullus, the and our nation got scattered throughout the land, Torah took a hit. And this is what we're in the middle of developing. That Torah, it's in a certain way was diminished or the revelation of Torah in a certain way was diminished and we're developing this idea. And I was thinking after last week's shir, just to add on Hosefa, like, because I think we were struggling with a little bit and an unspoken tension, which is, well, Torah is perfect. Torah is pure. Torah is Hashem's mind. So how can you say Torah took a hit? And we're going we're gonna to develop this further today. This is going to be our topic of discussion today. Uh, and I think that it's really not so crazy to say that. That even we know that there's infinite depth of the Torah. We know that the Torah is brought down. I'm sure we've all heard this, right? The in- introduction, the Ramban's introduction to the Torah. The, the entire Torah is Hashem's names, right? We don't, we look at the Torah and we don't see that, right? Or the whole Torah, it's brought down from different tzaddim. The whole Torah could be found in the word Bereshis. And not only the whole Torah could be found in the word Bereshis, but the whole Torah could be found in the first letter of the first word, Beis, right? I'm, we're all familiar with hearing things like this over our lives. And we don't see that, right? So to say we have a diminished version of the Torah in a certain way, or our relationship to the Torah is diminished, the Giloi HaTorah, right? In the Sifrei Kabbalah, they make a distinction between the Etzem and the Giloi, the actual thing itself, and the Giloi, the Etzem Hashem, that no man could understand, but the giloy of Hashem, the way Hashem reveals himself in the world, that we could start to try to wrap our minds up, and that's where we come into the different shamus of Hashem, these are all giloy, they're not the etzem, right? So it's the same thing with the Torah. Maybe you can say, again, this is my own hasafa, maybe you could say that there's a difference between the giloy and the etzem, that the revelation of the Torah and the way we relate to it, we don't see how the entire shame, the entire Torah is Hashem's names. Clearly the Ramban saw that, right? The one, he wasn't just speaking theoretically. The one who revealed it is the one who saw it, who went above that to be able to reveal it to us. Uh, but, so I don't think it's so crazy. Additionally, right, we know that there's the famous Mishnah, Miyom Shachar of Beis HaMikdash, right? The day the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, and we're going to get into this today as well. You know, the fruit lost its taste. You know, the whole world went grayscale. <laughs> you know, and so to say that not only is Amisron in diminished state. Each day is worse than the day before. What? Each day is worse than the day before. Each day is worse than the, yeah. It's from the That's the same Gemara thing, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? Good connection. I didn't think of that. I No, I do know. Okay. I didn't think of it. Which one is? Yeah, uh, yeah. But so again, it's not, it's not so 
I'm just bringing it down a little bit just to flesh it out a little bit. You know, like the world's not the same and the Torah's not the same, you know? So it's, these are things that we kind of know already, you know? Like it's not just putting it within the context of things that we already know. Like there's no Navua, there's no, right? The whole world went down a level <laughs> when the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, you know? So... We don't have access to the, that gilui, that nvua, that, okay, we'll jump in now. <coughs> so in the photocopy sheets, I think it's four in the last, in the last paragraph. Ba'osher uh, chai, yeah? Uh, so again, we're talking about when the Beis Hamigdash was destroyed, uh, the soul of our nation left, that our national soul kind of disappeared and we went scattered we went scattered out. In the richness of the, of the fullness of life, of the Beis HaMikdash and the prophecy, right? In the, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, when there's prophecy, every, every individual of Yisrael, they felt the greatness of their life. They felt the implications of, of bigness. Like a spark from the a holy flame that lights, that gives light and fills the world. Hashabbos, Shabbos, Hatfilin Vatzitzis, wearing Tfilin and wearing Tzitzis. Talmud Torah Ve'esek HaMitzvahs, Kamo Gam HaMalacha Ubinyan, Kamo Gam HaMalacha Ubinyan Ha'aretz, Learning Torah and doing mitzvahs and working and building the land. These were all considered together like the sinews and the roots of a tree. Uh, it was expansive. Right, so again, at the time, we all, the time of the Beis HaMikdash, we all felt the richness of life. And the power of our mitzvahs and we the Torah. Imam Hiiru Bikol Oz Komatmunaya Torah. And with that illuminated all the strength of all the hiddenness of the Torah. Sisra Virazea, its secrets and its hiddenness. Bihude Kodesh in the oneness of holiness. Bihachmas Hanavua Bihorasa with the wisdom of prophecy and its teachings. And Kla Yisrael would learn the, the, its soul, meaning the soul of the Torah. Until they reached a level of prophecy. Like the Gemara Megillah, Yedal and Amal says there were double the amount of people that went out of Mitzrayim that were Nevuas. So this is the heyday, right? This is Am Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael with Shlomo HaMelech right, with the national identity intact, coming together, with the religious idea intact, and this was the big three aligning, right, Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, the, 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 the national idea, the religious idea, and the spiritual idea, all coming together, and we're going to develop these things. Uh, this was also like Shlomo HaMelech, right, that, uh, Right, the world was filled with Chachma 
and he ruled, he, he ruled over the whole world, basically. And he wrote Mishlei, which was full of wisdom, and that was represented all by this, this great thing that was happening at that time. B'Metzias Adira Shel, next page, B'Metzias Adira In this time period of, Gilo, of revelation of Shechina, we didn't have to speak about the purpose of doing mitzvahs and its reward. Because Klai Yisrael saw it with their own eyes. With the splendor that was illuminating from the Beis HaMikdash. That went out to all the, all the uh, vastness of the world. And with the revelation that came out with all of our nation that would come, These were the fruits of our labors of holy avoda. Zoharim umeirim, radiating and illuminating. With their full purpose in this world, right? At that time, and he's, again, we're going to learn about this, they didn't teach about scharva onesh, right? Going back to what we were saying. They didn't teach about reward and punishment. That if one day, if you keep doing this mitzvah, you'll have a bank account full of reward. They didn't have to talk about that then. The emphasis was, it was self-evident. Here, we have Shlomo HaMelech, we have the Beis HaMikdash, right? we all know the windows, they were pointed outwards because the Beis HaMikdash was the light of the world. And it was just, we had our nation in, in Eretz Yisrael and it was the heyday, <laughs> you know? It was amazing. So you didn't have to tell someone, well, if you do a mitzvah, you're not going to get reward for it. Because the tachlis itself was revealed. It's like it says, right, ha'es pri, right, the, the bark, and the tree was the same. The bark and the fruit was the same. So you didn't have to say the process of making bread, of that you're going to go through this, the past, this process of life where you're going to get rewarded at the end. No, it was the roles themselves. Right? The, the, the process and the reward were one and the same. So you didn't have to go ahead and now talk about Sharva Onesh, like we do nowadays, to fill everyone in who's joining us, that we began the Sefer talking about Sharba Onesh, how that was really kind of like the best we could come up with in Galos. And that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was the truth itself. That the truth itself, and he's going to develop this today, that the truth itself, to serve Hashem for the sake of serving Hashem, and Amisar and Eretz Yisrael, and the holiness that radiated out with that, it was self-evident. You didn't have to do the marshmallow test with someone. You didn't have to teach them about prolonged gratification because the oneg of serving Hashem was self-evident. Right? This is amazing what he's saying. Therefore, as we all know, in all the Sifrei Nevua and in the Torah, we don't found them talking about Olam Haba. This is a classic question. And relating to this world, as we know in Pirkei Avos already they do, that this world was a prizdor, 
But we don't find that from the Torah Shavich Sav, from in the Chamisha Yichum Shitor without Tanakh, you never find that. Ever. It doesn't talk about the next world. It just doesn't. There are hints, there are Ramazim, right? The Torah doesn't talk about Chayom because it was meant for this world. It wasn't meant for next world, right? In fact, we say, Schar Bahaya Amaleka, right? Like, meaning to say, like, reward was not the thing because that's why the Torah didn't talk about reward. <laughs> it's precarious when you, when you got the, uh, the Baitis, the Sodok, uh, who, who said it? Who said the, uh, the third mission in the precarious? What? That you shouldn't serve Altiyu Kavadam Hashem Shemesra. Pras. Because people were already starting to think about the Pras. That's right. Not that, not that there wasn't a Pras, but that's how people were thinking. So he's saying, don't do that. Not that there isn't, but don't think like that. Correct, okay. correct. And... We'll pause at a moment and we'll talk about, uh, you know, Rav Cook. He wrote in his essay, Hamahalch uh, Beidei Yisrael. He really clarified this. We'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. We didn't talk about this world is a nothing. This world is a nothing. The main thing is the next world. Right? We didn't, there was none of that. Uh, that's Gullus thinking. Right? Ki kishaziv ha'olam haba meir ba'olam When the light... Was radiate, light of Olam Haba was radiating in this world. With this divine presence residing in Hashem's house. And with Nevuah, prophecy present. Double the amount there was in Mitzrayim. We didn't need to speak at all about the reward of mitzvahs and the implications of <coughs> the implications of performing them. The truth, the I'll just translate these words, the purpose and the reward was revealing itself with such clarity. Right? It was the truth was self evident and it was apparent to everyone like it says in Brachas, Olamecha Tira Bichayecha. You will see your world in your lifetime, in this world. Meaning to say, like, you'll see Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh. And they were at that point of seeing Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh. Means there was such achtas, there was such oneness, right? And I, I keep pausing on this when we come on this point. It's important to say, like, like I keep coming back to in my mind as I'm preparing this year, I'm like, how our chinuch is so distorted. Our chinuch is so distorted that we, the constant emphasis is on scharba onesh. But there is a reason for that. Well, yeah. But we're, we're, what we're learning is, it's like what, what the Chalban's doing through this process, it's like helping us weed out Gullah's thinking versus Gullah thinking. Right? Right? Gullah's thinking was 2,000 years of us needing to do this, and we're, and we're going to learn in a paragraph of why and Chazal said, We're going to get to that in a paragraph or two. So it was necessary, right? And one of the ideas of why that was necessary was for self-preservation. Because we had this national trauma of the Beis Hamikdash being destroyed. And when the Beis Hamikdash was being destroyed, it was literally a trauma, right? We got sent off our land. We felt Hashem left us, right? Because then, then the other religions started emerging, Saying, well, Hashem, lo bachar bovi Yisrael. Hashem doesn't want you. He destroyed your home. He threw you off your land. He wants us. He wants Yashka. 
He wants the Christians. He wants the Muslims. If he, if he wanted you, he wouldn't throw you off your land and burn his house down. It was a clear rejection of you. Hashem didn't chose you. So here, Am Yisrael felt that. Right? And as we mentioned a few, two or three weeks ago by Yechezkel, he gave them chizuk, right? Uh, in Gullus. But it was a clear, Am Yisrael clearly felt abandoned and rejected. And the other nations capitalized on it, and other religions, you know, started gaining strength. <laughs> uh, monotheistic religions, not just old fashioned idol worship. A, uh, so it was necessary for us, right? But. As we get over the 2,000 years of trauma, this is the main point over here that I'm trying to come back to, right? Uh, as we're back in Eretz Yisrael and Gullus is winding down and Geula, we're in the stages of Geula as we're learning, so we have to switch our way of thinking about education. We have to switch our way that we relate to Yiddishkeit. Right now, we're in this process of weeding out that healing from the trauma. We're in the process of the bones reuniting back in Eretz So we have to reevaluate, and this is what the Chaban is helping us do, he's really been shining a light on this throughout the Sefer, is reevaluating what's really authentic in a certain way. Where, how should be, we should be re-relating to the Torah? How should we be relating to Chinuch? What new models should we be approaching and adapting? Not just sticking with the old model that was born out of necessity out of self-preservation. And that's what trauma mode is, like fight or flight. Like, like I'm working with an individual, like he always has an alarm ringing in his head, even though there are no bears. <laughs> He's not being attacked by anyone, but this alarm is sounding. It's constantly sounding in his head. And we have this alarm sounding in our head of self-preservation, self-preservation. How do I get the most? How do I get the most? How do I, you know, that's trauma, right? That the alarm is ringing, but no one's ringing the alarm anymore, you know? So we're able to re, we have this amazing, even this year is part of the Gula, right? Because we're able to reevaluate now. We have the luxury to be able to reevaluate here in Eretz Yisrael. What is, where should we be heading? Where should we be heading with all this? It feels scary to say that because historically, every time we think we're at that point, like this is not the first time as a nation we've felt that way, Right. The reform movement, the, the conservative movement, was exactly that. That we had this old historic mindset that we needed in the old country, but and and you only follow whatever the Masora says. You don't step outside the Masora, because if you step outside the Masora, that's it, you're dead. And now we're saying, okay, we've reached the point where it's really not about keeping within the framework of, yes, obviously, Allah would have you, but, but the idea of specifically going counter to what was and, and creating and adopting new models. <clears throat> so well, this, this is an old story. Sorry. This, this is the thing we're from Shire saying it's, it's, an, it's an old new model. Yeah. Meaning, we're not, well, the reform was developing something new. As he's saying, no, this isn't new, this is old, just bring it back to the... Yeah, right. but we, we, we revert back. The old model. Meaning, you're right, it's, 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 me, I mean, I mean, like, meaning it was the model at some point, the same way, right? Like, we talk about, okay, going all the way back to, like, original halakha. And, uh, well, we're, 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 first of all, I want to say, this is the first time in history where Am Yisrael's back in Eretz Yisrael, in 
It's true. We're not, again, you have to be very careful. The gula hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's a process, right? To say Mashiach's here, I, I don't think, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, well, Mashiach revealed himself. Like, I would not be. To say that we're in the process of Mashiach ben Yosef, the natural process of gula, I feel very comfortable saying that because that's what Chazal said. <laughs> right? The Graal wrote that, Chalban saying that, he's gonna, we're going to see from the Ramchal, and we're saying, oh, that we understand, that's one of the tenets of our faith, that's, that is one of the animamims, what's the animamim? That, 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 what's included in the animamim of Tchiyas HaMesim is that Hashem is always moving the word forward to the Tali Chagula, right? That Hashem is always advancing the world, to so say that we're in the process of Gula, and you have Rov of Amisor back in Yisrael, right? Like we're saying the bones, like we've been learning from the prophecy of Yechezkel, the bones are reuniting with each other. Yeah, for sure. That's true. That's not me. <laughs> you know, that's Chazal. That's what Chazal say very clearly. So it definitely is vastly different than a reform movement or any, or any things like that because it is the first time in history where, where we're back in our land. And to this point over here to say like that, the, I'm just tying it all together a little bit, like we're saying like, like other religions and other things crept in in the wake of us, of uh, of us saying like uh, we're thrown off our land and therefore Hashem doesn't want Amisol anymore. Yeah, so for two thousand, in my mind, the fact that we're back in Eretz Yisrael is one of the biggest proof that the Torah is true, right? Because for two thousand years you could say, well, Hashem didn't choose you anymore, right? Hashem didn't, Hashem didn't want you anymore, right? And even the evangelicals, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm not an expert in this, you know, but. Even the evangelicals, they understand that the Jews coming back to Eretz Yisrael is like part and parcel with the Gula. So they think we're going to come back, I think, and then, yes, she's going to take over. Again, I can't speak for them. I don't really know. But the point is, is like, like we're back. So it's like a proof because all the Nevuas and things that were said over 2,000 years ago are happening, right? So it's, it's, it's time for us to... Uh, to reevaluate a little bit, you know, and like let it seep in and what it means, you know, and it doesn't mean disregard everything old at all. We have to keep a lacha and things like that, but it means to, to we, this weeding out process, you know, this weeding out process. And we'll read a little, we'll read a little more. I want, maybe I, I mean, I'll, I'll take a moment to explain this, what Rav Cook writes. We'll just, I guess we'll just say, you know, like, of Cook writes in his essay, Mahalach Be'edeo Yisrael. So he says like, he says that like, you know, when Shlomo HaMelech, he had these, he had the three aspects. You had the, that, the religious aspect, what he calls the dati, and you had the <coughs> spiritual aspect, and you had the, you had the uh, national aspect. You had these three things. Oh, uh, so you had, the, you had the religious, which is the halacha, you had the national Amisro, the bones together, and then you had the uh, the spiritual component, right? And that Shlomo Melech saw everything, right? And that was in the heyday. That was in Shlomo Melech's time. And what happened was, is the religious aspect of Yiddishkeit, as we're saying, it wasn't center focused. The main thing wasn't halacha. Of course, no one should take my words out of context, of course halacha was always there, of course they always followed halacha, but that wasn't the emphasis, like he's saying, right? That wasn't the emphasis. The emphasis was the truth was self-evident. The emphasis was 
the spiritual idea, which was put up top, the national idea, which was put primary, and the dati, the religious idea, was, I don't want to say it was ancillary, again, it was present, it was like the Chaban saying it was present, but it wasn't the main thing. <coughs> right? Sorry, sorry, just to clarify, isn't that because it was more second nature? Meaning, if I look at second nature to do this, it's something you do is like driving a car, right? You do yeah. it. Of course, you do it with the Kavan or the idea that Hashem present. But if you're living in a world of forgetfulness, then Halacha has to become the top because you're, you're, it's not second nature anymore. Correct. Correct. So, a world where it's second nature, that's fine to have it as. Correct. It was natural. It was very natural. It was organic to keep Halacha. It wasn't this heavy, top down type of thing, not, oppressive but now type it's of thing. not quite that feeling, seemingly. Correct. But what, what, he's, what he's saying is that. The Jews, right? So what happened was is they had, we knew that we were going out into Gullus, right? We all, everyone knew that, right? We were surrounded. We were thrown out. The 10 tribes were already thrown off. So there was a, there was a great organization. It was, it was an amazing Jewish organization. Maybe you guys heard of it. It was called the Anshe Knesset Hagadola, uh, Ezra. And he took his organization. And a lot of the things that Ezra put into motion, we still do nowadays, like the standardized sitter. Right, the different, all different sorts of halachas. That was all from the Anshe Knesset Agol, the Men of Great Assembly, and that was put in all around the times of Ezra and his group of people. And what Ezra sought to do, and this was his stated goal, I mean, this was no secret, he wanted to preserve Yiddishkeit for the next, for the 2,000 years of Galus that were still in. So what happened was, is at simultaneously, when the Jews, uh, I'm just, again, this is not my own idea. I'm saying over what Rav Cook writes. This is, I mean, it's a long essay. You could spend a long time learning the essay. This is the Roshay Prakim of it. So what happened was, is at the time, uh, the Jew, at the time, the Jews were being thrown off the land. The national body's disintegrating, right? The spiritual idea is not there anymore, right? Zach got stripped away. So Ezra and Chazal, they emphasized the religious idea to be primary, Right until we're going to see in a moment that in a right this is it. You want to stay a nation for two thousand years. Halacha is primary, and what happened was is the national idea. We didn't have a nation anymore because we were thrown off our land. That mamela was oispato, and the spiritual idea also took a backseat because it wasn't like we're learning shlomo malach and Right. So now that we're now that we're back in Eretz Yisrael, though, right, these things are now reemerging. Right, that's why it's so hard for people to really wrap their mind around the national idea, this idea of Amisro back in Eretz Yisrael, because it's kind of new almost, because we didn't have it, we didn't have it for so long, right? And to see that it was such an important thing, Eretz Yisrael was such an important thing. We also didn't have it for so long, right? We also didn't, we also didn't have it for so long. But obviously, if you open your eyes to the words of the Torah, it's true, right? Hashem reveals Himself. In this, in this podcast you sent me from this person who lives in Gimel, I think. I did some research. A, uh, he says, like, Hashem reveals himself to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And what does he say in their first meeting? He says, I am Hashem, and, you know, when the land is going to be yours. Right? Because in your first introduction to someone, that's like where you say your thing. Right? So Hashem's revealing himself to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. He's saying, Eretz Yisrael is going to be yours. That's like part of his mission statement. It's like part of his name. Part of his identity is with Eretz Yisrael. And I'm Yisrael back in Eretz Yisrael. You know, it's like the first meeting. You know, and he puts it out on the table and says, here it is. You know, so like the national idea was something that was that was always there. But it's hard for people to wrap their mind around. It's hard for people to really understand this, you know. I think we sort of 
we serve Hashem through fear. The year of Hashem, more than our Hashem, because they joke that the Litvox, you know, love Hashem, and Litvox loves the Shulchanar. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's the only way people connect, is Mishabur. I mean, that's nothing against that, but that's, so no one sees the Amas Hashem, everyone sees the year of Hashem, because that's what we've been doing for That's what we've been doing, yeah. We've been gullus more than we've been in, out of, yeah. not in gullus. It's a misgeret. Yeah. Halacha is a misgeret. It's almost like a fence. Okay, well, let's, let's go a little, we'll go right there. So this is how it has become in our lives. Right? Sorry. That's what it was in the richness of their lives of yesteryear, right? With great levels of consciousness and the Shefa of Kodesh. I'm like re- resettling myself again. I'm fired up about this topic of the national, like I feel like. Right, and Golas is the world of darkness. Nistalka hashchina nigzna nignezna hanashama. The shchina was removed. The soul was left. Baguf noser levado shoychein ba'afar. And the body was the only thing left, and it resided in dirt. V'shavar achar shavar, breaking after breaking. Nifrat aguf leresisim. It disintegrated. The it decayed. V'notranu av v'nosaranu avik dak. And we're left, it disintegrated into powder. Psurim ba'artzos tevel, spread out to the nations of the world, lo shrina, without the shrina, lo hitgalat Hashem, without the revelation of Hashem, lo tiferes ukavod malucha, without the glory of our kingdom, lo mikdash lo nevuah, without the mikdash without the nevuah. Yerida plaim zu harachike ma'od as hanefashos me'etzam hayecholis, litzayir savodas Hashem hagalas v'adir shebemikdash. Right, this deep plunder that we had, it distanced our souls from even being able to picture and imagine in our minds what it was to serve Hashem in godless, in a, in a supreme state of consciousness when the Mikdash was around. Right, to understand and perceive the Torah in its Shlemas. And and, oh, v'nim far. sorry, not Pe'er, it seems like we're far from this great, uh, the, 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 the great early days. U'bein ma'amad ha'chaim begalas, right, between where we're living now. L'vikach chuchrach ha'torah l'redes m'malasa. Therefore, it was necessary for the Torah to descend. Hitkanes b'tzimtza rav l'nakuna greni tzara. That it, the Torah itself went into a certain symptom, into a certain granule. Dalit Amas shel halacha. The Dalit Amas of halacha. The four cubits of halacha. Asher tatim al madregas hachayim vitvisaso shel hayachid b'choyim hegalas. That this went down all the way to us, that now Torah could become tangible to us and preserve the individual throughout galas. <clears throat> that we should become alive. It's not talking chas v'shalom and iota bad about halacha and no kilkul and someone shmirish halacha should come out of our conversation and all to say, well, it's not important, right, at all. But the halacha is what kept us alive. It gave us life throughout throughout galus. <speaking in Hebrew> right? Without the, with the halacha, radiating and being strong, 
Klai Yisrael throughout Galus, they wouldn't have been able at all to understand anything. From the great distance that we had in life, without the halacha preserving us, right? Even the word preserve, it's like you, you keep something alive. You keep it, it gives it life. It doesn't die, right? So the halacha itself was the thing that preserved Am Yisrael and gave us life throughout Galus. Kach sodus ha-Torah, so too the, the secrets of Torah, oros ha-Nevuah, taimei Torah v'chokmas rezea, the lights of prophecy and the reasons for the Torah and the wisdom, it's all the secrets, ne'elamas v'nignezu, became hidden from us. Ki elu ilu enam shaychem ele b'yos Yisrael ad masam, because these secrets and the vast hiddenness of Torah is only shaych to us when we're on our land. With the comprehending the Shechina. And Yisrael in Galus was not able to come close and plummet the depths of Torah and these levels of prophecy. Right? You only get prophecy when you're in Eretz Yisrael. And the thing that remained to us was the Halacha. The practical, tangible side. And that part that was shaykh, right? Like we're saying, like the national idea is only shaykh when Eretz Yisrael. The spiritual idea is when you have nevuah, right? The pra- the, so if you strip away those two things, so what's left is the part that's only shaykh to the individual. On that little part that's in the kever. This is what Chazal said, and this is what this is what it said the Talmud Bavli the Torah in Bavli was only like that kiss to Dechiyusa the little bit of life that came to give life to Yisrael and Galas because we were like dead right? the Pasuk says I was surrounded in darkness like the dead of the world Zu Talmud Bavli this was the Gemara Bavli <coughs> and this is what Chazal say. That from the time that uh, we went to Gullus, the only thing that remained was the Dalar Amos Shal Halacha. And this is the life that bounded to the individual like when like a limb within the grave. The Amnam Kumo also heavily Degarma. However, just like that heavily Degarma, that kissed the Chiyus, that little bit of life that we have in the grave, Betoch Osam Dalar Amoshal Halacha Tamun Otsam Koach Viraf. Right? Hidden in that is tremendous power and strength. Lahashives Yisrael Gulusam, to bring back the Gulu. Right? So it's not Chas Vashom again. The Kayim Lektrias Olamim. Right? That Halacha is represented by the kiss of the Chiyusa, that little bit of breath. So you shouldn't at all feel there's so much power there, right? The amazing, tremendous koach in the halacha to preserve us throughout Galus. Hu asher amru al mitzvahs begalashem kitzihunim. And this is what Chazal said that Galus and the mitzvahs in Galus are like tzihunim, markers. Hitzivi lecha tzihunim. That you should draw yourself tzihunim, reminders, markers, right? What? It's not Torah somewhere. Yeah, in Yirmiyah, Lamad Aleph, 
he says over here in Dvarim. Bring this around, okay? Asher mitzad echad heim kitzion al kever. Right? This is like the marker on a grave. Like, go to a kever called tzion. Ach heim gam kitzion derech. They're like road markers. Like, you could go to different roads here in Eretz and you could see like the road markers of the Romans. Right? The tzionim. Right? It's amazing. L'chol masa galus. For every stop we were on Galus, the Haskir Lechadishim Hekedem. In order to remind us of what was. Just to explain this for a moment, and we'll end with, we'll end with this. You okay? You okay? Right? To remind us what was. Right? So he's saying that he's bringing from Chazal to show that. That halacha is called tziyun, right? Even we know the tziyun b'halacha, right? And uh, in the bottom of the Mishnah Brewer over there, tziyunim, right? It's signs because the halacha was considered tziyunim. So what does the word tziyunim mean? Tziyayni! What does tziyun mean? Tziyun means a marker or a reminder. It's the same marker by a caver. Because Chazal at the same time, by calling halacha tziyunim, reminders, or halacha, they were also being maramas to the fact that gullus is like the caver. Right, wow. that gullus is like the caver. Like you go, like you go to Uman, it's called the tzion. You go, you go to the tzion. Right, <laughs> that gullus is like the caver. And what's that reminding us of? Of the kista dechiyusa, the little bit of life from what we once had from the from the meikedem. So that every place that we go, every place that Amisar was in two thousand years, we were a reminder of the heyday. We were a reminder when the shefa hakadosh was. She- flowing down and the Or HaNavu was there and the only thing left we have now is the Halacha with his <coughs> tremendous strength and his tremendous power to to keep us alive that we have that Kista Dechiyusa it's amazing right right it's like what we were what, and that's Tzion what's Tzion why is Eretz Yisrael called Tzion right because Eretz Yisrael is the marker place it's the reminder of where the divine ideal enters into this world that all kadosh, all holiness in the entire world comes through the Makkah HaMikdash. The Evan Shasiyah, the Ramchal explains in Sefer Mishkanai Elyon. It's an amazing Sefer. It's this Kabbalistic description on the third base of Mikdash based on the Pesukim in Yecheskel, right? Starting, I think, Parag Mandalit or something like that when Yecheskel starts talking about it, right? That the whole Tzion, Eret Yisrael, it's a reminder that there's a divine ideal that enters into the world and that the Makam HaMikdash and specifically the Evan Shasia was the umbilical cord of creation. All the information superhighways, all the roads, all the olamas, all the spiritual ideas, all the way from the world of Atsilas, all the way down to the world of Atsila, of Asiya, gets sent. It's like a huge, like picture all the internet cables in a building. They all get funneled to this one central point and they go through the router. And that router is the Evan Shasia. That router is the Makkah Mamigdash. And that's why Eretz Yisrael is called Sion, because not only is Eretz Yisrael and the Makkah, not only is the Makkah Mamigdash and the Evan Shasia, that router where all the cable wires to the world go, go out, but Eretz Yisrael, what, what the Makkah Mamigdash is to Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael is to the world, right? And that's the Sion, that's the reminder of Eretz Yisrael, that Eretz Yisrael is the marker. It's the marker place where the divine ideal enters into the world and that there is Kaddosh and there is holiness to the world. Any source of holiness that's rooted in any place in the world, in no matter, in the darkest, in the darkest, in the darkest place, place it all comes from Tzion. It all comes from the Makam Hamigdash, 
that David Melech, you know, we know the stories about the Evan Shasiyah, we know what we're talking about, the thing. So the divine ideal gets expressed through the aspect of halacha, which preserves us. So a person does a mitzvah, right? Mitzvah Lashem Tzatz, a connection to Hashem. A person does halachas, halichas olam, right? A person does, a person does all these things, right? And we do the halachas and it shows us that no matter where you are, and that's why it's called halacha, because halichas olam, no matter where you are in life, no matter where your feet take you, no matter where you're going, you can connect to Hashem. It's a reminder. Oh, I got a, you know, oh, um, my life is all caught up. Oh, I can anchor myself to a mitzvah. I can anchor myself to a lach and be reminded. There's a bore olam. There's a bigger picture. There's a geula. There's a divine ideal. And uh, it's just, it's amazing, everyone. And with that, we say, it's time to say good job. Good job.